everyone, and welcome to Becoming a Porn Star. Today, our very special guest is the incredible adult star, author, entrepreneur, and so much more, Joanna Angel. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing amazing. (laughs) Thank you. How are you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, doing all right. That's good. I'm so excited to interview you. You're such a powerful woman in our industry. So it's, it's honestly amazing. I have so many questions, but I think I'll just start with how you got your, your start in the adult industry. Okay. Just to the short version of the story, for those of you who don't know, I started in the industry in 2002, 7 million years ago. (laughs) I was in college Um, at Rutgers University. I knew nothing about the porn industry. I'd never watched a porn, never seen a porn, didn't know anyone in porn. This was a very different time. This was before Facebook. This was before MySpace even, before anything, you know, before social media, before you could just log on, uh, before smartphones, before you could just log onto the internet and talk to porn stars or know what they were doing or know where, what they, where they were. Anyway, my roommate in college and I started a porn site together. That porn site is burningangel.com. I was a senior in college. Um, it was my roommate's idea to start it. I was, um, the only experience I had in any kind of sex, anything was I wrote a lot of erotic stories in my creative writing class. And my roommate, who was a guy, you know, my best friend, my best friend to this day, and you know, my business partner, um, he was obviously a fan of porn because he was, you know, a dude. <laughs> and, um, <Who> is it? <laughs> I know we were good friends and I was like, uh, always like writing these like erotic stories like I don't know it was a different time I was actually interning at this like kind of feminist like sex magazine Uh, yeah yeah it was actually called nerve.com it was a website I was I was an intern there as like a senior program where you could get an internship for credit I don't know so I was kind of like not really having much sex but writing about it and talking yeah, about thinking it about it <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know my roommate was whatever and he was like we should start like a porn site and I was like that's a great idea and that's kind of how it all started um that conversation probably happened sometime in 2001 and then in April in 2002 burningangel.com launched and that was, I guess, how I got in the industry, even though it didn't feel like the industry at the time, because I was in college, I was living in New Jersey, like I wasn't in LA, I mean, you know, and the, the original launch of Burning Angel, all it had was a handful of naked photos, no yeah. video, no nothing. So that was April 20th, 2002. So that is, I guess, the short version of the story. <laughs> and that is how it launched. And That's that so cool. That led to the empire of burningangel.com. And um, for the end of this, well, I guess it's not even the end because I'm still here. But um, for those of you who didn't know, I actually sold Burning Angel in 2018. Wow. And how did you see the industry evolve over that time? I mean, that's, that's 16 years later. That 2002, 2018. I mean, eight, 17 years, that's 16 years. 17 years. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it changed a lot. Yeah. It's, it's almost like people are like, oh, like, aren't you over it? Because you've been in the industry <laughs> so long. And I'm like, every few years in the industry have been so different. Like my first three years to my second three years to my, it, it almost feels like I went to elementary school and then high school and then college and then put, you know, like it feels like I've had 30 different lives within the porn industry because starting with a business that was not even a business, it was like an experiment or, or like a college. I don't even know what you'd want to call it. Like a weird, just, Hey, let's try and start a porn. So I don't, I don't even know. What to call it. Like at first it was a business idea. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But the first year or so it wasn't like a business. It was almost like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, <laughs> like a real business. And that, you know, when you run a small business, it changes all the time, you mm -hmm. know, like, especially on the internet, you have to really keep up with technology. I mean, there's been so many changes in the industry and just with my career. And sometimes because Burning Angel was such a unique thing, things were changing in the industry in a certain way and everything happening on Burning Angel didn't even make sense with the, you know, cause we were like, we did our own thing. So a lot of times the big trends in the industry did not, we were not doing on Burning Angel. So it's not like I was not moving along at the same pace. I see you doing some cam shows and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I am focusing, you know, a lot on my, my only fans. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to, you know, I mean, but I'm still directing. Um, basically when I sold Burning Angel, part of that deal with the sale was that I got like a directing contract for the studio that I sold Burning Angel for. Kind of a strange experience to now still be working for Burning Angel, but I don't own it, you know? Um, so I direct for Burning Angel and I also direct for other studios that adult time owns you know i just directed a feature for them so sometimes i'm but i I'm, I'm not directing nearly as much as i as i used to um so i'm focusing on my only fans but i'm still writing i'm still directing um you know earlier this year i just um you know released a, my second novel um so yes. it's you know, big why don't you tell us about your novels? I'm so excited to hear that. Cause like, to me, I've always like growing up before I got into this industry, I was always like wanting to get into it, but people were like, if you do that, you can never do anything else. So what? I love that you're like an author and you're an entrepreneur with your whiskey and everything. Yeah. It, you cannot like anyone that grew up with me or knew me like, um, when I was younger, like ever since I was like in middle school, even, even before in elementary school, I was always like a writer. That was always what I really liked to do. Um, I used to enter like, like I won like short, like short story contests really? when I was younger. Yeah. I was part of all these like really nerdy, like poetry clubs. And oh. I was in high school. <laughs> I would always take like writing workshops. Um, I went to like open mic nights at like coffee shops, kind of like, my thing mm -hmm. um, you know, I took creative writing in college and I always like I loved those classes like I I would I, you know I writing's just always been like my my outlet but um the beauty of writing is like I actually remember I had like I don't know kind of like a mentor when I was in 
high school. I remember becoming going, I would go to these crazy writing workshops. I lived in New Jersey, you know, and in New York City, there'd always be like weird ads everywhere, like join this writing workshop. Oh, and I would so just- so many just posted outside on the street. <laughs> yeah, and I would do them. I'd be like, sure, I'm going, because I live so close to New York City. And, you know, I definitely, I would be like the youngest person in the class. I'd be like, little girl, how did you find your way over here? Uh -huh. <laughs> but, you know, my parents were super open to me, you know, doing stuff like that. I don't know, no harm. Of course. <laughs> But I remember like I became good friends with this like older dude who was like a published author and that's like all he did. And he was wow. like my hero. He was like a super broke, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, wow. but all he did was write for a living. And I was like, I was like, how am I, how can I do it? Like, I want to be an author, you know, when I was literally in high school and he was like, you don't want to be an author. And he's like, go live your life, like do things like have a lot of weird jobs, you know, just like do whatever you want to do. Like go like have sex with strangers. Like he was basically <laughs> like, don't become a writer because then you will have nothing to write about. He's like, it's so true. Do things with your life. Just do whatever kind of, you know, do whatever you want to do and writing mm -hmm. will always be there. And then you'll have experience. And I was like, no, I want to be a writer when I grow up. And he's like, but you can always write. He's like, you, you writers, like, you know, you, you can't write if you have nothing to write about. But me being like a snobby person in high school, I'm like, I know everything. I know. We all thought we knew so, everything back then. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I always remember that. And, and it's true. Like when it came time and the, the time when that book deal came to me and I was so fortunate, so uh, happy that I was able to get a book deal. Um, you know, and this was not some major, like the, what you hear of celebrities, like making millions of dollars off book deals. This is a very small, you know, like still though, that's huge. Like to, to be, you know, whatever it was not about yeah. me. Um, you know, I, when the time came where I did get offered to write a novel, I was so thankful because I had so much life experience mm -hmm. To, to like, to base characters off of, you know? I mean, you can't write a novel if you can't think of characters. And I had, being in the adult industry, you just meet so many different kinds of people from so many walks of life. Mm -hmm. It was, um, yeah, it was very easy for me to have uh, stories and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't really experience any kind of writer's block I had so many things to to think of but yeah I, for those that didn't know I I've now written two novels um uh they're both choose your own adventure erotic love it novels um so they're fiction they're not um, biographies I've not written a biography I used to think I really wanted to do one now I'm like well, I don't even know if I want to write one um, yeah, when I'm like 90 or something, when I'm like. <laughs> By then you'll have so many stories. I mean, I've yeah. only been in the industry for a year and I'm like, I've met so many like interesting people and characters. So you must have a lot to pull from. So many. <laughs> <laughs> and so you also do whiskey as well. Like that's completely different than everything else yeah. that you do. Another project that has actually been the most frustrating and challenging okay. one. The world of alcohol is it's a lot um but yeah my, it's like kind of just a little passion project of you know my husband and I uh, do together um but yeah yeah it's a small batch. 
whiskey called Doom's Whiskey and it's available in like a handful of places. Um, yeah. I love it. You're diversifying. How important is it for adult stars or people in any industry to diversify their projects? I mean, look, like sometimes if you diversify too much, you kind of water, water things down. Mm -hmm. uh, there were definitely times in my career where I, I had to take a step back because I was doing like too many things. And like mm -hmm. the, the last thing you want to do is half-ass 30 different things. It's better That's to just true. do one thing really well, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. You know, like I, I definitely think, especially like your first handful of years in the industry when you're new, you should really just just focus on you and your brand, you know, and try to, because once you are at a certain level in porn, then you can kind of do anything. Once, I mean, once you have followers, a fan base, you, then you can start to diversify, but it's like, if you're new and you have, you know, 200 followers or 2000 followers and you start a clothing line or something like no one's going to buy it, you know, so it's better to just put all your eggs in the basket and just, take porn and, and do it full force and just try to be, you know, and then wait, wait till, you know, years down the line and then start to diversify. That is honestly such good advice. And for like, honestly, my first year, I felt like I was like, I had no time on my hands just from doing like OnlyFans and like some porn scenes. I was like, I don't know if I can do anything else. So like, I don't know yeah. how you, how you do well, that. Problem to have. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I was at a, a good part of my career when when that, you know, when the book deal came That's to true. me, because I'd wanted to be a writer my whole life. I was just like, I'm gonna make this work no matter what. So, um, you know, I managed to to have time uh, to put aside where I could make that a priority. But you know, writing is the type of thing. You know, you can get up at six in the morning and write for a couple hours and then go about your day and then write before bed. you know, like you kind of just, I almost had to like fit it in like a, like a workout schedule or something, you know? <laughs> um, but it was good too. Like, I'm glad I had time to put aside, but I'm also glad I had other things going on. Cause when you sit in front of your computer writing for like five days straight, you lose your mind. And then it's almost like, it's good to have like other things going on. So it's like, I would have like a week of just like writing, writing, writing. And then the next week would be like a production week for me. So I was That's able good. to go back. So um, like the guy said, when I was in high school, it's good to have other things going on when you're writing, but of course you need to be able to have the time, you know, you, you kind of have to do both. Do you also like writing um, like porn scripts? I mean, yeah, I've, I've been writing porn scripts for, you know, damn near 20 years. I actually, for the first time, which is pretty funny, um, I, for the first time this year, I won the award for best screenplay. I've been nominated for it like every single year. I never got it. And it would always like make me laugh. You know, I'm like, man, I can't believe all that time in my life I put into writing. I can't even win best screenplay. At the <laughs> But, Congratulations, though. That's huge. What was it for? Uh, it was for, and I won it with my close friend who's like my writing partner, um, Sean Alf. Um, okay. It was really, really an awesome thing to win that together because he's like one of my closest friends and we have a lot of fun writing together. Um, it was for a movie we wrote together uh, called Evil Tiki Babes. 
Um, but I have to say writing so many porn scripts over the years really prepared me for writing a novel, just like having deadlines, having like, I don't know, just like, just having that, like, like knowing, like, like you can't have writer's block when you are writing a porn script and you know, right. that movie has to be shot six weeks later. Like you need to get that script done. There's mm -hmm. like no time, for, like not, you know what I mean? So like, I think. So you found your creative process going into it. Yeah, I had to turn things around. And even just like, um, yeah, the ability to like put things down on paper and see on set like, oh, that doesn't sound good when people say it and seeing the way different, I don't know, like you really, I had a lot of experience just writing different roles for different characters. And people don't realize writing a porn script is challenging. Like. I feel like the screenwriters in porn, like it's just like, doesn't get any like credit. It barely gets any credit in the industry at all. You know, like it's, yeah. I, people don't realize like how challenging and, and um, how important it is, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's hard. Like some of them, like you have to like think like outside of the box cause like they're more over the top and exaggerated than like the what the real situation would be like. Right. I mean, you also, you have a lot of things working against you, like a budget, you know, like porno yeah. budgets are like Hollywood budgets. You have to think of things when you're writing the script that like Hollywood people don't have to think of, like how many days on set can I have this person? Like, mm -hmm. like what person's schedule? So I have to make sure this person's only in this part of the movie and not in this part of the movie. Or like, <laughs> I don't know, like then you have to start thinking of like, oh, this person doesn't work with this person. So I can't write them in the same sex scene or like this person only does girl, girl or this person. I don't, you have to think of so many things mm -hmm. like while you're writing the movie to make sense that like other people. So it actually felt very freeing when I was writing the book. I'm like, I don't have to think of anything like that because the <laughs> yeah, no production schedule. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to think of a budget. I don't have to think of, you know, there's certain times in a, in a porn you want to write certain scenes, but like you, you know, we're limited to the locations that we have. We can't write a scene that happens, you know, um, in like a, whatever, like in, Times Square or downtown or oh, yeah. you know, think you have to think of what you have to work with and work the permits and everything that you would need for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but yeah. So do you have any advice for people just starting out in the industry? Um, you know, the industry is such a different, uh, place now, yeah. you know, um, I think, the advice I would give is to, you have to treat it, you know, like any other job, you got to work hard at it. Mm -hmm. um, you have to just uh, be like, um, you have to know in porn, there's always going to be someone like literally and figuratively above you and mm -hmm. beneath you. You know, you can't look at the person next to you. Everybody has to make it in their own way. Of course. You know, and that, and that can be very hard. I know with performers, like everybody's so close and everybody kind of knows what's going on with each other. Like, just because you hear that like another person is doing like 10 times better than you can't, you can't let that like get you down, you know? Like yeah. that's always, there's always going to be people, you know? Yeah, like, like doing better than you, doing worse than you. Like just, you gotta make it your own way and just kind of, you got to just keep moving forward. Um, and, you know, 
if this isn't for you, mm-hmm. get out, you know, like That's don't, right. don't stay here. You know, this isn't for everyone. Um, if you're like, pay attention to your feelings, you know, like if you leave set or you make a movie and you just feel, you don't feel good about yourself. Right. You're like ashamed to tell your friends about it. You feel, you know, like if you start to, you know, then it, it's not worth it. Like these movies that you do, they're going to live on the internet forever you know like no you want yeah like if you want to do sex work but like your main objective is to make like quick cash like go be a stripper go be like an escort or something like that because that doesn't and I've never done escorting work so I can't give anybody advice or anything about that but I'm just saying like these are things that don't live forever exactly there's parts of sex work that like that you don't have to like have on the internet for the rest of your life (laughs) right right Mm -hmm. You know, so so think about it, and yeah, and and if it's not for you, it's not for you. Listen, listen to your instincts. You know, don't um, if you feel like something's not right, you know, don't do it. Like it's it's not it's not worth it. But um, I think I actually remember in the early days getting really frustrated, and I, I do remember um, somebody that I looked up to saying to me, "Everybody has to make it their own way," and I that always kind of stuck with me. Um, cause it's very easy, especially these days to be looking at other people, especially you have social so media easy on Twitter. I'm always like, oh my God, she's so gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. It, it's, it's a tough thing, man. Social media yeah. is, has made, has made entertainment and even just, I mean, people feel this way or who are like in high school or, you know, just everybody presents like a certain version of themselves on of social course. media, really easy to look around and be like wow, everyone's doing so much better than me. And you know what, everybody feels that way. You just, you can't, you can't let that like get to you. So just, you know, move forward, have your own goals and reach them. Don't look at what other people are doing and, and, you know, and have fun. I love that. That's such good advice because people need to remember, you can't be comparing yourself to others in this industry. Like you said, you have to stay in your own lane. So yep. that definitely and, resonates with me. And there's more opportunities now to stay in there in your lane than, than ever before. You know, like if something's not working, try something else, you know, like yeah. I'm, a, my career has been so like, I did not do anything like the normal way at all, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it worked out. I mean, you got to carve your own, your own lane, you know? And you have a very like distinct look and brand that people recognize and resonate with. How do you, like, do you have any advice for branding yourself while still staying true to yourself in this industry? Um, I mean, I think people are so good. Like girls have really like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Cause yeah, I used to feel really ahead of the curve and now I'm like, I feel like I'm (laughs) like, I don't like people, people who grew up with social media, it's almost like they're so familiar with how to brand themselves. I mean, these- know, all the makeup like, and the different styles and following their celebrities. Yeah, or even just knowing like, like these, you know, younger people like on TikTok and stuff like that. It's like, they, they know so early on, like, this is my thing and I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. doing my thing, right. you know? I think that, you know, that's, that like comes very naturally to people now. Sometimes mm-hmm. I worry. I'm so all over the place. Like, what is my brand anymore? And really? I, yeah, I suffered with that for a while after I sold Burning Angel because my entire, like, identity revolved around owning this company, you know? Mm-hmm. My whole revolved around it. And then I was sort of like, 
who am I? I was always known as like the female. I'm like, I'm not really like an entrepreneur anymore. Am I, you know, like, <laughs> like who's Joanna Angel anymore? Joanna Angel. <laughs> I don't know. Who am I? <laughs> That's so refreshing to hear you say that because <laughs> like from the outside, you have such a clear brand and like distinct like energy online. So even if you're at your I, level and you're still thinking that it, it helps me because I'm like, I'm oh, that so much sometimes I'm like, what am I branding myself as? What am I doing? Yeah, no, I, I totally have that. But you know, it's okay. Look at some other people that you admire and I'm not saying copy them, but be yeah. like inspired, them, you know, like the information's out there mm-hmm. and close to what you said. Another word of advice, I think is, you know, I have like mental breakdowns all the time. <laughs> I, I keep them off social media. <laughs> Very smart to do that. Don't go live when you have a breakdown. Noted. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I think. Although, you know, I see some people that do have mental breakdowns online and, and it works out well for them because they get that kind of validation and the, the answers that they need. Sometimes it seems to work out okay for people. I personally think it's not a good idea. And think about, think about like on your social media, every single thing you say and you do, like, is that what your fan, is that what you want your fans to see? Like think about it today, like, you know, these are your fans, you want them to keep spending money on jerking off to you, so. (laughs) You you wanna stay hot and not seem too like all over the place. Yeah, yeah, or like, is it really important to like stay your very like opinionated opinion on something that could offend a lot of people. Just think about that. I mean, some people are like, I don't really care yeah. if I leave fans, if I say this, I'm just gonna go out and say it. And I have much respect for those people. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. And, uh, you know, just like, but you gotta think about that. Like everything you say, mm-hmm. you know, think about how you view other celebrities too, you know, like. Right. Like if you were following someone because you were a fan of them, what would you want to see them say? Like, you know, think about it. Like, you know, of course. And like in our industry, like if we lose fans that directly cuts from like our earnings. So you have to be really careful. You do have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So do you have any advice for people who are like trying to figure out whether or not they want to do like studio work or just stick to OnlyFans? Do you think we're in an age where we can just stick to like these premium platforms? I mean, you can, but you can't really do OnlyFans unless you have fans. I know. About where are those fans going to come from? Mm -hmm. No. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Uh, You have to figure out where those fans are going to come from. I mean, look, I say, you know, I mean, right now, you can do everything. I mean, if a studio's offering you work, mm-hmm. well, you know, if you feel comfortable with the with the scene, you know, and you know it's legit and whatever, like, I mean, think about it as an advertisement for yourself, you know, and as long as like you're physically, emotionally, whatever, like comfortable with doing it, I mean, why turn it why turn it down? You know, like, unless you're at a place where your platforms are just making like so much money and you don't, you know, like I like personally, I like going to set. Me too. I feel a lot of my friends in this industry, they're like, I'm never going on another set again. And I'm like, why? (laughs) I, 
I actually get kind of lonely when it's like mm-hmm. just months go by and all I'm doing is OnlyFans in my yeah. house. And also my fans on OnlyFans, they like to hear about like, here's what happened today on set. Like, mm. they, they, um, I like the social interaction. I like just being around people. Um, I don't know. I personally like it. Sometimes um, I know a lot of girls will say otherwise, which is kind of funny coming from me. I only also, I also only worked for myself for about 14 years. Wow. That's, that's really cool. Being able to just like shoot with yourself. It's kind of funny now to like, that like almost all the other girls are now doing what I did years ago and I'm doing the opposite. I'm like, well, I don't want to just work for myself. I like working for other people. It's fun for me. Just be on another person's set for whatever amount of hours, you know, like, and, and then like, it doesn't mean that you can't do OnlyFans. Right. I don't, I mean, look, if you love your platform and that's where you feel comfortable and you have like, you don't want to do anything else, then don't do anything else. Especially if, if your money is, is in a good enough point, then why do that? But I, I think experiencing a day on set I think it even helps you like a lot of times I'm on other people's sets and it gets me ideas for what to do for my own stuff. Oh my gosh, totally. <clears throat> my first day on set, I was like, I learned so many new angles that I just like, I'm like, okay, this is going directly to my OnlyFans. Like it's hard to shoot unless you've actually like experienced a professional shooting these different angles. Yeah. And also you, you're meeting, I don't know, a lot of people that I work with on set, I wind up hiring them to work on my own my only fan stuff or, yeah, or talent on set. I mean I don't know I feel like a lot of girls these days are being very preachy about like don't <laughs> let us profit off you and blah 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 but like think about it like if you work for a studio that studio puts you on their website that's like you're getting paid for an advertisement like all yeah. those people are gonna see you now if you're working if you're that big where everybody's already going to know who you are, mm-hmm, that's you know, true. kind of a different story. But if you're new, you're starting out. And like I said, as long as you're like, you just have to understand when you go on another person's set, you're going to have a boss, you know? And I do feel like as a director, I've noticed it with a lot of the younger generation, like, because so many girls are like, so they've been working for themselves and they, they have their own thing. I don't know. I do feel like sometimes a lot of the younger generation, they don't like being told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's typical. So you have to be okay with being, and that doesn't mean like it's okay for a director to like treat you like garbage, but yeah, right. you have to, you're going <laughs> on somebody else's set. It's going to be their vision. It's going to be their idea it's going to be you know you have to work with their schedule and stuff like that you know so you as long as you are not like if you are like a super super control freak yeah and I with that as a director I've had other girls on my set and I'm like you don't like being on someone else's set you should just work for yourself you know like I could see it in your <laughs> you know they so should I feel <laughs> don't go work for other people but look I love being on set I think it's for promotional purposes it's great a lot of times I notice when I have a scene come out for a different studio it'll give me a jump on you know on some of my platforms Um, and I I personally enjoy it Um, so that's my 
probably unpopular point of view, but especially for if you're new, why, you know, I think it's an important experience to have and it will help you develop a following. And then, you know, you do, if you do it and you don't want to do it anymore, you can always do that. I mean, that's the beauty of this industry. Like you could do one or two studio scenes a month and right. put a damper on your platform making schedule. Like you can still do everything, you know? Yeah. That's, that's really good advice just to stay relevant, especially if you enjoy it, because I'm still fairly new. So I've only done like five or six scenes, but even with those, I get people messaging me being like, oh, I saw you here. I saw you there. Yeah. So for you, you probably got like tons of people coming from your, your porn studio work. I, and, and because I only worked for myself for so long, there's still a lot of people on some of the other, you know, big websites that are like, oh, like that still honestly haven't seen me, which is sometimes kind of humbling for me <laughs> because I stuck with my own thing for a long time. Sometimes people are like, is this girl how come I haven't heard of her you know <laughs> I I like I said you probably interview a lot of girls that are like no but it's like kind of funny when you hear the girls giving other girls advice yeah telling your work who did studio work very consistently for a good five or six years and have so many followers because of it but I think I don't know it's strange yeah, it's in a way kind of biting the hand that feeds you like I got both sides but when I told people my rate when I was starting out, people were like, girl, like, what are you doing? Like, you're making no money and they're getting to use you and like do this. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. And to be honest, like coming where I come from, it, it was still good money and I had fun and there's exposure. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, that at, see, because I'm also a director and because I owned a studio, it's, it's hard for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I have my legs in both worlds, but obviously right, I'm, right. when I, you know, when, when I hear that, it, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard for me. When people are like, oh, <laughs> you know, they take your image and they use you. And it's like, yeah, I know. that's not one's intention. And it really sucks. You know, I don't like it when, you know, it upsets me when talent feels that way. And that doesn't mean it's directed towards me, but it's like, but they're not using you. They're hiring you for the day. Exactly. And, you know, um, but if hiring you for the day doesn't benefit you, then obviously you shouldn't do it, you know, yeah. but uh, don't don't get so lost like some people forget like like I think some people because it's been so long that that they've had a real job like they for their concept of money is really off like yeah you know like <laughs> I know what you mean but like like you said there's really good promo too like a lot of these scenes we don't realize that they get cut up and like posted all over Twitter and all these different blogs and stuff and like that promo is really good for you too it's it, it mean, can yeah, if you have to look that way, especially if you are someone that the world hasn't seen a ton of, you know, exactly. obviously, yeah. if you are somebody who's already been everywhere, mm -hmm. yeah, do you really need one more scene on one of these websites? No, you don't. Then it's mm -hmm. just, you can only do it if you're really having, you know, a good time. But yeah, for, for a new girl, you know, um, unless you really think you have reached your ultimate peak, <laughs> then thank you keep doing that studio work obviously be careful make sure it's reputable don't answer like random you know it's so oh easy God. to find out if something's legit or not mm -hmm. you know don't fall for like scams you know make sure you're working for somebody reputable legit and make sure you know what you're getting into you're going to go on set you're going to have sex with someone that you most likely don't know I mean you might know them from somewhere but mm -hmm. you have to be okay with that being 
your work for the day. <laughs> it's so funny that you that you brought that up because it's so true. Like even being someone that's new, I get these emails and stuff and it's like, hey, like I'm doing this. I want to fly you here for this scene. And I look it up and I'm like, you don't exist. <laughs> like yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, like you don't need to be flown out to go work for someone else's clip site or something. Yeah. You already... You know, I would say to just take a look around, like you want to, if you're going to work for like a studio, you want to work for something that's bigger than you. If somebody's hitting you up, that's like smaller than you, what, what are you going to get out of that? You know, I know. That's very aside from safety too, that could also be jeopardized, <laughs> but let's just say it was a completely harmless person hitting you up that had <laughs> followers and is just starting. What are you really going to get out of that? You know? <laughs> That's very true. Um, I know you said you always worked for yourself, so maybe this doesn't really apply to you. But for me, like being in Canada, it's, it's kind of hard to like find porn stars to work with and find like studios to work with because, you know, until I make the trip to the US, it's like, where do I that's, even start? That's such a tough thing. And they're so strict over there in they're Canada. So strict. <laughs> they really do not want US people making money in Canada. I got in trouble in Canada when I shot there. Did you? really really don't want Americans making money in Canada and they really and then America doesn't want Canadians making it's it is hard for you guys I'm still I've, coming though I'm coming to LA or Vegas because those are like the mecca for porn <laughs> it is but but with the visa and stuff it's like super complicated I know I have like a studio here that's like that I've worked with that's willing to like figure something out with the studios in the U.S. to try and like fix the payment issue because I think that's normally the like the issue, right? Getting someone paid if they're not from your your country. Yeah, I mean, I know girls that went back and forth. You you know, they get stopped at you get stopped at the airport. If yeah, they, it's like it's such a fear. Yeah, and I I don't I know that a lot of people who have tried to work around that, and it's it's really difficult. And Canada seems particularly difficult, which is so yeah. It's like so close, but so far away I got stopped at the border just from wearing a skirt like I'm gonna have to dress like a nun every time I go <laughs> yeah no I I've gotten stopped at the Canadian border I've flown all over the world I've never had so many issues oh, as I've no. had and it only gets worse the more recognizable you get you yeah. know what I mean because especially when you're traveling alone I mean they just know they're like if you're a girl traveling alone and you're coming into Canada, they're just like, she's probably doing some kind of porn. So we need to, we need to figure this out. She's a porn so star, I, an escort, or we just don't like yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've gotten stopped at the Canadian border almost every single time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe they're just fans. They know you're a porn star already, so it's on them. Yeah, and then you have to, I don't like lying, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last time I was in Canada, I got it. Just, it was I got flagged. I had like the what are they? Was it the immigration people? They came to my set. Wow. Yeah, basically, it wasn't. It, I I got in just fine. Another girl mm -hmm. who was coming alone. She got stopped at the border, and she was supposed to be working for me up there. And so they had all they wound up scanning her phone. So they had all the information that I had sent her, like her call time, her, her location and everything. Okay. So wound up showing up at the location 
that I was on and I had to hide like in a bathroom. No. Yeah. It was really crazy. And I was like, I just want to like, and you know, they even had like the, they were showing the, the people on set, like, like my Twitter, like like here shooting. Yeah. It was just like, Oh my gosh, that's so invasive. I know. So yeah, I don't know that that's a complicated issue. I didn't know what to die after like, that. like a fugitive or like a, a war criminal. <laughs> oh, no. and this is all over money. It really, at the end of the day, like they were like, don't want Americans to make money there. It wasn't even about like, like the, the morality of shooting porn. That wasn't it at all. It was just like the payment, which was such a strange thing I know it's it's crazy because I I would you would think that it's about the morality but it was about the money (laughs) no it's about the money it's about the money which conquers all you know apparently yeah even after that I was like I'm just not gonna shoot in Canada anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) well that's why I'm coming to the U.S. because I'm like I've heard people say similar things to you that they don't even bother coming anymore so it's unfortunate yeah no so that is that is a tricky one I don't know you'll have to figure out how to get find a green card somewhere (laughs) yeah marry someone that I don't know that's a tough one um so everyone obviously sorry keep following in Canada and do whatever you can you know to use the resources so whenever you do Mm -hmm. make it to America you know be easier for you exactly that's what I've been doing just building a following online and then hopefully like I've had some studios reach out but they they're like, yeah, we're gonna have to figure something out with the payments. So that's why I set that up with the studio here. Uh, no, it's crazy. I get okay. <laughs> so everyone obviously should know who you are at this point, but um, where can we find you? What what platforms are you on right now? So uh, onlyfans.com slash Joanna Angel. Um, you can go to my Instagram, which is just Joanna Angel. Go to my Twitter, which is just mm-hmm. Joanna Angel. Both of them are verified. Nice. So make only follow the Joanna Angel with a blue check mark. Do not follow any other Joanna Angel because it's not me. Um, if you go to everythingjoanna.com, all my mm. links are there. You can buy my book. You can buy my whiskey. You can sign up for my OnlyVans. You can sign up for my Snapchat. Um, and if you want to see some of the more studio, bigger productions I've directed, go to adultdime.com. You can find all my, you know, or burningangel.com. You can find all my bigger studio projects there. Um, you know, you'd search me on Pornhub and find me. My name's Joanna everywhere. Angel. <laughs> Joanna Angel everywhere. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.